Welcome back, Podcast Legends. Going to have a crack at a race review today. VORC round one and two was on the weekend. My my guy, Stel, he can't be on, so I'm going to have to go solo on this one. Um, quick one, firstly, I've had heaps of people ask me about my training programs lately. I just launched my new or finished off my new website, racereadyoffroadcoaching.com. You can check it out. It's got all our training options there, the different levels of program. We've got a new Race Ready Live program that's a, a group training program. It's a really good option for entry-level clients. It's still a periodized strength and conditioning program that's based on exactly the same principles we use to program for our pro clients, all for the less than the price of a daily takeaway coffee. So it's awesome value. Check that website out, racereadyoffroadcoaching.com. So, round one and two. Mostly going to talk about round one, the cross country. I wasn't actually there on the Sunday, and I think they the they must have had some issues with the transponders and the timing potentially, um, because there doesn't seem to be any official results up for the seniors at least from the sprints on Sunday. So Saturday was cross country, obviously. That apple pit, goddamn, that was absolute carnage. It was mayhem over there. People, like even some of the, not just the clubbies, like the pro class riders, top expert riders were having, were struggling with it. Um, yeah, pretty gnarly. It's... Um, was funny, I guess, in the start, but you know what they say, it's all fun and games till someone has to get Medi backed out. And unfortunately, that was that's why the race got cut short because old mate Polaxed himself in that apple pit and obviously there was another serious accident out there too and they had to red flag the race. So unfortunately, it got cut a little bit short. So I think the scene, like the front boys who, who didn't get cut off on that last lap, they still got like 2.15, 2 hours 15, 2 hours 20, I'm pretty sure by the time they came around and got the red flag. So still a decent amount of time under the belt. Um, top three outright, Andy Wilkes in P1. Um, Sam Pretra, Prashira, I'm not sure how to say that. If someone wants to correct me on that, they can. <laughs> um, and Will Price in third. So stoked to see Andy get the win. Um, he had a, There was a couple of battles at the start there with, with Tommy Mason, and I think Tommy had a bike failure. So that was the end of him. And then Sam was on Andy's rear wheel there for a little bit at the start on the second lap, I think. So um, that was pretty cool to see. Like He's obviously got the speed, young Sam. I honestly don't know a lot about him. I've never really heard of him that much. Obviously, there hasn't been that much racing over the last couple of years, but yeah, it was cool to see him up there battling with Andy for a little while. Um, and then Andy sort of checked out and got like after that second lap, he seemed to get in his groove a little bit and put lay down some better laps and got like a decent little gap on Sam. And that's where it seemed to sort of stay until the end of the race. So I got to have a quick chat with Andy after the race, and this is what he had to say. 
Andy Wilkes, P1 today overall. No, they How'd it go, man? Yeah, it was uh, a pretty brutal track out there today. Like we weren't sure if it'd be too dusty, but in the woods there was amazing. Like it had held the moisture really well and made some pretty good racing. Really, like a lot of roots, fair few off canvas, some slick uh, red clay which catches you out really quick out here. So yeah, a good variety, like to keep you on your toes and nothing too predictable. So no, it uh, was a good challenge. I think we did just under two and a half hours in the end. So yeah. It was good to test the fitness out, see where we're at there, and um, yeah, good fun battling with the boys early on in the race, and yeah, trying to ride smart, minimise the mistakes which all of us were doing, so overall, yeah, really good race, good learning experience to see where we're at this year, and uh, yeah, looking forward to taking this one and, and building off it and seeing how we go throughout the year. Yeah, nice man, tell us about that little <laughs> battle with Sam, because that, I think the third lap you come through, he was like right on, you, on yeah. your tail, and then next lap you come, come by and you had like a decent gap on him. Yeah, yeah, like he honestly caught me off guard a little bit, like I had a bit of a buffer, uh, yeah, after that second lap there. Um, and then yeah, heading into that third, Sammy was right on me, so I had to pull my finger out a little bit and really knuckle down and try and hit my marks and yeah, just put a lot of effort into that after that third lap and, and yeah, got a little bit of a breathing room and, and made the race a little bit easier from there. But no, overall really, really awesome fun being back here at the Vic Off-Road Championship and uh, awesome to see everyone back racing. Awesome, man. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Another one of the Simford race team riders and another one of my clients. Of course, I'm going to pump up my clients first, for sure. Simon Cox on the big Husky 501. He got seventh outright and first in class, first in E3, which was pretty awesome for Simon. I know he hasn't had the best lead into the season this year in terms of bike time and training like he's been under the pump with his business. So it was cool to see him put in a good ride and, and fight and and get a solid result. So we also got to chat with Simon after the race briefly, and this is what he had to say. Simon Cox, E3, how'd you go, man? We think you might've been up there. Yeah, I think I did a bit all right. I um, had a bit of a crash in the first lap and um, was running back to my bike to get back on. But um, I think I finished up seventh outright, first in class. Nice, man. The track was crazy gnarly by the look of it. It was claiming some victims, but you seemed to stay pretty consistent. Yeah, just um, just try to relax the arms, not get arm pumped, breathe, and um, just keep turning the laps down, just find those smooth lines, miss the rocks, the tree roots, um, and yeah, just, just keep pushing. Nice, man. How'd the big 500 feel? Yeah, good, good. See the beast out there up the hills. <laughs> Ate it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome to see Simon get up. I think he's going to be another one who will get better as the season goes on. He gets more time on that, that new bike. Um, and get into some of those more open tracks. I think Simon's going to be one to look out for and definitely be up the pointy end of the field. So another one of my clients who notable mentioned, Sean Peterson, got third step of the podium in over 45 B-class, one of his first VORC events back, which is awesome to see. Shout out to Sean, who was getting it done on the old RM252 stroke, which is looking amazing out there. It was good to see the old two-banger getting amongst it. Um, other notable mentions, I thought, just from guys who were sort of in that sort of top 20, top 10, just from me watching on the day, it was actually pretty freaking hard to tell who was who, honestly. Like, after that apple pit run, everyone was just covered head to toe. So it was difficult to tell, actually, who was who. And it's just, it's not the best spectating track that three bridges, like obviously you've got to hike like 
a madman to actually see um, different parts of the track. So you really only get to see like that that main area around the pits without doing like a lot of walking. So, um, but yeah, a few notable mentions who I thought was worth talking about was Ryan Shabbo. It was good to see him get a top 10. He's like probably not in his element there at that style track, um, which I guess many people aren't, but he's like come off a motocross background, rides really well at places at events like Hatter, um, fast, open, sandy stuff. So it was it was pretty cool to see him get a top 10. And I think, again, he's going to be another one to watch out for once we get down like to these other tracks like Cruzigs and and Carsten and Eden Hope, some that are a bit a bit potentially a bit more open flowier and Lomia. I think he's gonna be one to watch out for as well. Um Sammy Barton. It was cool to see him up there on the little KX two fifty. Got a thirteenth outright, which is pretty awesome. I'd I'd be guessing that would be a, a PB, a career PB for young Sam. He's he's um he's only a young dude so it was awesome to see him up there. He was like, he was nipping at the heels of those pro class guys there for a little while. I think he dropped back a little bit further off them towards the end of the race, but he was not far behind like the the those last few guys in the at the tail end of the pro field there. So it was awesome to see him getting amongst it. Then another couple of mentions, Jack Billup. Jack Bithell got 15th outright, which I'm again, he's another young dude. Pretty sure that would be a career PB for him. And also, like, he again, he's from up Mildura way. Probably not um, the sort of terrain that, he, that he's going to excel in and, and be most comfortable in. So he'd definitely be another one to watch out for as we get to these sort of sandier and more open tracks. And, and same goes for Charlie Anderson on the, the big Sherco. He got 16th outright. Same goes for Charlie. He lives out at Hay, so not much, not much tight, steep, um, hard packed clay riding to do out there. So again, Charlie, another good performance for him to get a 16th, and he'll again be another one to watch out for um, as we get to these faster and loamier tracks. So yeah, that was just a quick rundown from my eyes of what the race looked like. There's obviously another round coming up this weekend at Whitfield. I'm pretty certain that it's going to be two days of sprints there. I know they they, they want to try and run across country, but um, anyone that lives up around the northeast here will know that um, whilst we've had a pretty wet summer, like we had lots of rain through summer, we actually haven't had any for like um, a good four weeks now. And, and the ground up here is as hard as a cat's head. So it, it literally, like unless it's the middle of winter, um, like it would literally need to rain quite a bit the day before that race for it to not be dusty. So, um, my guess is that it'll be a couple of days of sprints there. Um, so that I'm not actually going to be at that race this weekend. I'm heading up to the new South Wales round. So they've got two days of sprints up there too. And I normally wouldn't drive eight hours up to Dubbo to race sprint, but it's on a sand track up there that I've ridden a few times and it is awesome fun. So it's very much like Hatter, wide open, fast sand. So I'm actually going up there for the weekend. So if there is anyone that's listening to this that's going to be at Whitfield this weekend and wants to actually jump on a podcast with me next week and do 
a quick little review of the VORC. Like, obviously, I'll be able to look at the results, but I'm not going to be there. So, um, yeah, if there's anyone listening that wants to jump on a podcast episode next week that's going to be at the Whitfield Round and, and do a quick little review, then hit me up, send us a message on Instagram, and we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, we will see everyone at Eden Hope. Everyone that's racing this weekend, good luck. Send it. Stay safe.